Hi there. We're so glad you found the Fabric Podcast. Before you start listening, we wanted to let you know that this is one of our earlier episodes where our show was called The Check-In. On these episodes, we talk about the company, giving you insight into who we are and what we do. But in 2019, we realized we really want to focus more on company culture. So we refocused and renamed the podcast. So just a heads up that this earlier episode is still us, the team from The Receptionist, but just with a different show name and a slightly different focus. Thanks for listening. On this episode of The Check-In, we're joined by Andy Alsop, president, CEO, and founder of The Receptionist. Anytime Andy comes on the podcast, not only do we have a good time, but we get lots of great insight into what's happening here at the company. On the episode today, we are talking about our 21 operational plan, which started at the beginning of 2019 as our three-year staffing plan. So today we're talking about how we're currently staffed, how we're planning to grow, and at the end of 2021, the fourth quarter, we anticipate having 40 people working for us and being in over 10,000 locations. So that's really exciting for us. And Andy shares all about how this plan came about, why it's important to us, and what we're doing to make it happen. So stick around and hear from Andy about what we've got going on, how we're growing, and some tips just for you. We are once again back with Andy. How are you doing today, Andy? I'm doing great. How are you, sir? I'm good, thanks. And now for our listeners, they know that you live in two places. So where are you coming to us from today? Where are you located? That's always the mystery. That's always the question. I'm actually in Santa Fe right now. All right. Well, good to have you from Santa Fe. So let's talk about the team. We've, We've had episodes where we've met our team members, but we're excited to hear from you about kind of the overall picture of our team and how we're going to grow in the upcoming years. So share with our listeners how we're currently staffed, including um, some recent hires that we've had. Yeah, very exciting. So uh, on Monday, uh, the team in total will grow to 10 people. We have, and that'll be actually a, hire, a marketing hire who we've just added on. And so I would say the majority of the company is marketing and sales, but we also have customer, two people in customer experience and uh, one person in engineering. I'd have to say that we are a pretty efficiently run company, um, running 10 people. And then also uh, we are now just over 3,000 locations using our software. So we're a pretty efficient, tight group of uh, individuals. Absolutely. And growth has happened over the last several years very strategically. You've been very thoughtful about when and how you bring on people. We have a whole episode where we discussed that process for hiring. So today we're talking about the plan. So why is it important to have a plan for how you envision the company to grow rather than just sort of seeing how things unfold as we grow? It's a great question because I can't say that I started out the company saying, we're going to have a vision for exactly how we're going to grow. I did have to do projections to determine, you know, what was the size of the staff going to be in the, you know, first year, second year, third year. I did bring in a little bit of investment. We are bootstrapped, but I needed to pull together projections, not only for our investors, but also for myself. So I knew where the company was going. We got to a point and it was right around the end of last year, I don't know, early this year, where we started to ask questions because it was beyond the point at which we had already done our projections and things like that. And we were starting to say, where are we going to be hiring? And for each one of the department heads, that was not necessarily very clear. We knew what our goals were. We had our one-year goals, our three-year goals, and our 10-year goals but it wasn't really clear where we were going to slot those people and how that would affect other departments. So what I did, uh, as as we've talked about on previous episodes, we run under traction. And so I set my Q3, it was actually my Q2 rock 
where my Q2 and Q3 rock was to determine what is our hiring plan for the next three years. So I launched into that effort and we ended up learning a lot of information about what that process would be like. So it was from that that we developed what I call the 21 operational plan, 21 standing for 2021. And I wanted to know where we were going to be at the end of Q4 of 2021 in terms of headcount in each one of the departments. So it was as a result of kind of asking that question that we launched into this process, which we're talking about today on the podcast. Got it. And so, yeah, we've sort of internally talked about this as the three-year plan, but as we've discussed, we're now three quarters of the way into the first year of the three-year plan. So it's the, the 21 operational plan as it has been nicely named. Correct. Exactly. We found when you're trying to say I'm in the three-year plan and you're three quarters into the plan, into the year, you're thinking, well, is that really three years any longer? So yeah, we set kind of the end, then the end yeah. zone basically. And next year, you know, if we're still in a three-year plan, it gets confusing. When are, what are we actually talking about? So having those deadlines, it's important to know what we're working on and when we're trying to get there. Exactly. Exactly. So under this uh, 21 operational plan, what do we envision the team actually looking like at the end of this timeline, Q4 in 2021? Well, funny you should ask that because that's actually what I've been working on today and what I've been working on quite a bit uh, in the past. So as I've talked about also in past episodes is that we've engaged a company by the name of CFO Share. Uh, they're also uh, in Denver and they are have been able to do really to model what I'm trying to figure out, which is what does our staff look like? And when we went into this, uh, it was called the, the three-year hiring plan. It was all about headcount. But as soon as you start to talk about headcount, then you have to know, well, what are the revenues going to be? What is the, what is the size of an individual department staff going to be? And then if you start to say, okay, what is the size of that individual department, how does that affect other departments? Because that might mean that one department is consuming more resources than another. And it turns into this balancing act. And what I have really enjoyed about the process is that that balancing act has allowed us to collaboratively look into each one of the individual departments and have other department heads look at, okay, so you're talking about marketing might say, well, you have this many people in sales. Engineering might say, well, there's this many customer experience. And, and how do you determine when you need to bring on another customer experience rep? Um, or how do you know when it's time to bring in another BDR in sales? And so it forced us to have those conversations. And then we, uh, CFO Share, led that by going individually to each one of the department heads and saying, tell us more about what it is you want to be able to do. And what they did brilliantly was they actually created spreadsheets for each one of the departments, whereas a department head would go in and put in their numbers, it would affect the other departments. And then what we did at a high level, we said, okay, what are we uh, striving for? Are we going into, are we going to get some sort of revenue-based financing to finance the future of the company? Are we going to do this out of cash flow? Are we going to do this out of profit? And so we were able to determine a target profit for where we wanted the company to be as we got through 2020 and 2021, and then knew that based on that profit, we could afford these different team members. And when the whole exercise was done, which was about last week, what came out sort of magically almost 
because it wasn't necessarily informed 100% by everybody talking to each other every minute of the way. Whenever we put our plans together, we were able to maintain the profitability we had targeted and still be able to achieve our goals. And we believe with the staffing plan that we have, we're actually going to be able to go beyond the goals we have. And our goal is to get to Q4 of 2021. And on the last day of 2021, Crest just beyond 10,000 locations using our software. We just got past 3,000 locations using our software. So we have a pretty big gap to bridge at this point, but we're learning what it takes to get there. And we feel like now we have the, the staffing plan to do that. Yeah, that's exciting. Now, you've obviously got some big goals. And we've talked about goals on an episode and the rocks that we're working towards, um, both in terms of locations and the people that we have working for the company. And sort of what you shared is how much it all goes hand in hand, right? You can't just think about, we want X amount of people and then just go for it. You really need to look at the budget and how everything influences each other. And as you said before we actually recorded, this isn't how you've done things in the past at your previous companies, right? So how how have you approached um, future staffing plans previously? Honestly, it was a little bit of, you know, lick your finger and see where the wind is going, <laughs> you know, and hoping that you got the right plan. And so this also required some soul searching because, of course, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. I haven't been in part of a big corporation that may have very strict plans for how they plan, you know, put these these um, future forecasting together and everything. So I would sit there and say, okay, I think if we get to this level, we need to have this and you know put these people together. This was the genesis for the 2021 operational plan. I started to put some of these numbers together. And uh, Delenn, uh, who was on, uh, I think, for the, goal, for the goals mm-hmm. discussion, he basically said, well, there's, we could do it that way. Or what about if you informed each one of the department heads how much they, money they had for each for what they were trying to do? And then that way they could say, okay, this is the number of people. And I said, okay, that makes sense. Let's do that. And that's what got the ball rolling. So it changed from the old way, which was, okay, we've got this much revenue, and I think these people should go here and there. And that was a little frustrating because I was having to make decisions about where people would go without really having the people to say, okay, I need this this many people. We're lucky at this point where we have all of the director positions filled, and each one of the directors can now inform about how their department is going to grow. And so... I think it's been not only the fact that we have directors in each one of the departments, but also Delenn suggesting that really what we should do is to determine what what every every department has in terms of sort of a budget, but making it fluid enough that if one department says, you know, I really don't need as many people as this is going to require, or another department says, no, I'm going to need more and still have that work out so that we don't blow the budget. And so... The project for us, I've been very proud of what we've just gone through because we had to think about it and we had to talk to each other and we had to collaborate on it. And then we had to kind of go back and say what we were doing. And the outcome, in my opinion, and we're very collaborative, everybody knows the C in fabric is all about (laughs) collaboration. We're very collaborative about it. And so the product we have in the 21 operational plan is far better than anything I've ever had in the past. That's great. And you sort of answered a question that instinctively came to mind for me is, is there then flexibility in this plan in terms of the the people or where they fit or when they are hired? And as follow-up question is, is there timing in this plan? Do you have deadlines as to when you see these people entering into the positions? 
I don't know if we have deadlines and we, we, we had, I mean, I'll be honest right now we are in the Denver market. I just was listening. I think we've now gone below 3% unemployment in Denver reading another article that um, Lila Blauner, who we've also talked about in past episodes from scalability solutions, she just sent over to me. And that is that there's been talk about a recession now, and there's been talk about employees saying, I'm going to hunker down in the position I'm in. I don't want to take a chance when there's, there potentially is going to be a recession. So hiring has gotten far more difficult for us. And it is, I would say, one of our number one challenges is that we have fairly explosive growth in terms of headcount happening over the next two years. We're going to, we're, we're slotted to quadruple our, our headcount over the next two years. We're at 10 now. We should be at about 40 by the end of 2021. That's a lot of people to hire. That's about 30 people. So in terms of flexibility, you kind of have to be flexible because we really have a hard time predicting when we're going to get people in. So there was flexibility built into the plan. It's not because uh, because of how the numbers work and, and such. If we hire somebody and we have them slotted for Q2 of a particular year and we bring them in in Q1 or they come in in Q3, it's not going to blow the whole plan apart. Got it. So there's, you know, it's got that flexibility with the flexibility of the individual directors being able to kind of move things around in the 21 operation plan. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Some of our listeners may remember uh, the conversation we had about how we hire. We've talked about it a few different times and the very thorough process that we go through as a company to bring someone on. Do you see that changing with needing to hire this many people? Absolutely, we do. In fact, that is almost a point of regular discussion when we get together. We, I don't know if we've talked about it and maybe it'd be worthwhile in other, other podcast episode, but we have both a leadership team, and that's Delin, Jess, and myself working mostly at an operational level. And then we also have a growth team, and that's where we add Michael and Tom in. And growth is all about how we grow. What are the what are the tactics we're using to make sure we grow? It's very focused. This is what we're really that team is very focused on. And so, as part of the, those discussions, it's a, a lot of those discussions are what do we need to do? How can we change the process? How can we do the different things we need to do? And so, yes, we've actually just recently had a pretty long, extensive meeting with scalability solutions and with Lila. And we brainstormed, what are the things we can do to change the process to make it quicker? And so we have, we've actually, you know, if we had a seven step plan, I don't want to bore bore everybody about our actual plan, but if we have a seven seven step plan, we're kind of shortening it down to a six step or a five step, and then moving some of the steps around. Because we have a very, the thing that competes with speed is our need for quality and the quality of people that we bring into the company. And so that's where we need to remain flexible. And that's where we have had to make some pretty big shifts in our hiring plans to make sure we don't lose the quality, but we can speed up the the engine a little bit faster. We just made those changes, I think it was three, four weeks ago. So I can't say that we've seen the results of those changes, but uh, we have a really high number of people applying for each one of the positions. And we just, we're just going to bring on. Uh, Kayla, who is the person who's going to be start, uh, starting on Monday, she is a rock star, but it took us almost 550 applications to find Kayla. Wow. That's a lot of applications for a position. So we're working on that and seeing how we can get a little bit quicker without sacrificing quality. 
Right. Well, and as we discussed previously, as you have hired more people, which to this point has not been that many, you've changed and evolved the hiring process to get it to where it is. So as you continue to hire more people, and at this point, much more quickly and in higher numbers, I'm sure it will continue to evolve and you'll figure out what works and what doesn't or what needs to change as you continue to hire more and more people. Right. And just as a, 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 an add-on to that, I would say in the first couple of years, we were hiring quickly, but unfortunately, we weren't getting the quality of people in. Right. So now we changed the process around. Now we're getting the quality of people in, fantastic quality, but boy, has it gotten stretched out. So now we've got to figure out how to, how to find the middle on that. Absolutely. So as you're going about this process, um, anything else that's maybe having to change or or adjust or just kind of what you're going through as this hiring process is now going to start speeding up as we continue, (laughs) as we get closer and closer to 2021? We're going to have to change our physical space. That's what we're going to have to do because we're already, you know, at 10, uh, this is something else. I'm working on both of these in tandem as trying to make sure that we have the physical space necessary to allow us to grow. And when you're going from 10 to potentially 40 in two years, that's a lot more physical space that you need. Right. And so I'm working with you know leasing agents right now and, and trying to make sure we are, as I think we've talked about in the past, we're in industry rhino station on Walnut Street in, in Denver right now. And it's an, an elastic and kind of um, fluid space, but they may not have the space we need right now. So we're trying to figure out, can we make what we have work? And so that I would say is the biggest challenge of this as well. Cause you talk to a leasing person, you say we're at 10 and we want to be at 40 and they're like, wow, okay, well, we've really got a plan for that then. So that, right. that's probably the biggest change we're having to make is physical space. Yeah. And I would imagine too, that you don't necessarily want to be in a space with 10 that fits 40 right this second when you have not yet hired the 15th and the 20th and the 25th. So yeah, that presents some interesting challenges. It does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Cause you don't want to be in this sea of a space where you've got 10 people and everybody's saying, boy, this is such a big space, you know? Right. So, and you definitely don't want to be in a space when you're at 20, that's made for 10 and everybody's saying we're crammed in here and I have nowhere to move. So right. it's, it, it's, it's, it's challenging. And we're talking not, not that long, just over two years. So you also probably don't want to be moving to multiple spaces, you know, every exactly. six months to a year. So yeah. Well, and a lot of people will also also say, you know, why don't you just have little auxiliary spaces run? And that just gets tough on the team because then, you know, then like everybody's like, oh, well, sales is over in that office and, you know, marketing is in that office. And and then that wipes out our C, that wipes out the collaboration. And and obviously, yeah, yeah, we're, you know, we're still checking in on Slack and there's ways that that we stay connected. But yeah, that's, that's not really who we are. That doesn't quite. It fit. hurts the culture a little. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So yeah, as a, as a founder and CEO, you have a lot of interesting challenges ahead of you as we as we navigate and we grow. So any tips or thoughts for other founders or CEOs when it comes to their staffing plan and and growing their employees and their and their company? I would say whew, one thing I would say is that there the, the really is the collaborative effort. I know a lot of entrepreneurs are just like me, and they're just like, well. I'm just moving forward. I'm going to put our projections. I'm going to put our hiring plan together. And I think that the while it took us, you know, it took almost two quarters to put this plan together. I think we came out with a really solid product in the end. And it's going to be very worthwhile because 
you know, we've, we've set these goals out like Delenn, our director of engineering had, had put together and, and talked about in the, um, in the podcast. And now you've got to say, okay, well, while we get there, what is it we're going to do on the human side of things? Because in almost every company, it is the humans that run the company. And so to have that plan in place and having it extend out further than just maybe the next 12 months is really going to help to understand where the company is going to be and, and what you need to do and what decisions you need to make. So that's what I'd recommend. Some CEOs might say, oh, yeah, I do that all the time. And that's just the way we do it. But you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're in the trenches and you're trying to make a company work, a lot of times that goes by the wayside. And it's worthwhile just taking that extra time to work together to say, where are we going and what's it going to take for us to get there? Absolutely. Well, I think we all look forward to seeing where we go and to circling back on some of these in future podcast episodes where we find out what's going on with our plans, where we're at and how things have evolved. So thank you for taking well, the time. I look to... forward to a Q4 2021 podcast. <laughs> I know. I know. We'll, we'll have to have a couple more in between there just to see where we're oh, at yeah, and definitely. how we're hitting those. Just to wrap and... up and see how that all worked out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Andy, thank you so much for sharing all these thoughts with us and some tips for our listeners on how to approach their, their growth with their staff. Excellent. Thanks, Sarah. We hope that you got some good insight into happiness, what we've got going on to ensure that our team and our clients are happy, and maybe what you would like to do to increase the satisfaction or measure that satisfaction for your own clients and customers. And if you'd like to check out our two-week free trial with no credit card required and to see what we do to make our potential customers and then customers happy, check us out at thereceptionist.com.